0: Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the entrepreneurs, business executives, and community leaders who are sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville area, which represents one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities and economies in the United States, and is nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. I'm your host, James Bell, and I am thrilled to share the studio today with Tom McMullen. Uh, Tom is Managing Director for North America at RAFA. RAFA is the world's finest cycling clothing brand. And just a few years ago, the company relocated its North American headquarters from Portland, Oregon to Bentonville, Arkansas. Tom, welcome to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast.
1: Hey, James. Thanks for having me.
0: Glad to have you here. Well, let's get this ride started. And uh, let's just start by asking about you. Tom, will you share with the audience about yourself and your journey with Rafa.
1: Sure. Um so grew up in the northwest of England in a place called Lancaster which is a small town. Um so grew up there kind of yeah kind of shaped everything a lot of what I am at the moment um I guess we then moved to London um worked in London for 12 years worked at Rafa for six of those 12 years coming up to seven. Um started in marketing then gone into uh general business management so moved over to the US uh, last October actually so just about a year in um, to try and build the brand, the business over here. Um, and yeah, that's kind of my journey, I guess. Wonderful. Okay. Short and sweet. Um, let's talk about
0: Rafa uh, more in depth. Uh, perhaps you can share about the uh, company's origins, maybe some of the uh, points in history and also about the brand's culture
1: and ethos. Sure. I guess at our simplest, we make performance riding apparel, hopefully really good performance riding apparel. Um, but actually RAF has always been more, more than just that. So we aim to inspire essentially inspire people to hopefully want to ride their bikes. And we do that through making products that looks good, performs well, makes people want to jump on the bike, whether it's sun, rain, snow, or anything in between. Um, but also inspire people through telling stories and really bringing to life stories from riding, from individuals, from groups, from places around the world. So people can hopefully see themselves or see a little something in that story that makes them want to, jump on a bike or ride more, ride further, ride faster. Um, and then we also do that, try to inspire people to come together through community building. So kind of from its essence, Rafa has had community at the heart and we have uh, just over 20 stores around the world and those stores are traditional retail stores, but at the same time, they are places where we run rides, events. We serve coffee out of them to really kind of bring the community together. Um, we've got the RCC, which is the Rafa Cycling Club, which is just over 20,000 members around the world, all who are bound by being a member of the same club and coming together and riding regularly, riding every year, riding wherever it may be. So, you know, Rafa's at its heart a product company, but actually we're about more than that. And we talk about our purpose is to inspire the world to live life by a bike. And we think hopefully, if, you know, the more people ride, the more, life, I guess, the better life will be for them and everyone else. So, um, yeah, really about inspiration, I guess, Rafa.
0: I love that. Um, you know, that. Well, it sounds like it fits perfectly in with Bentonville. Absolutely. Uh, just talk to the audience real quick. You know, in, in 2020, Rafa announced its decision to relocate uh, its North American headquarters from Portland to here in Bentonville. And uh, since then, Bentonville has become known not only as a mountain biking capital of the world and as a growing hub for gravel, but cycling brands have started clustering here too with uh, stores, experience centers, and headquarters. Uh, Rafa was one of the pioneers really, for here, it's leading the way uh, as the industry huddles here. And of course, Rafa's move was influenced by a significant investment by RZC. And in that way is interlinked with uh, Tom and Stuart Walton's um, passion uh, for cycling and their vision and their leadership in clustering the industry uh, in Bentonville. Uh, Tom, will you share... Uh, How does Bentonville's dynamic environment then align with and propel uh, Rafa strategically in the U.S. and beyond? Sure.
1: I guess Bentonville is a manifestation of living life by a bike, right? You know, Mm -hmm. Rafa exists, as I said, to to inspire the world, to live life by a bike. And there's... I guess I visited Amsterdam, Copenhagen, Berlin, and then after that, probably Bentonville in terms of cities that you genuinely live life by bike. And that's about recreation, but also mm-hmm. about transport, leisure with family and friends, being able to get around. So in terms of that, you know, it's a blueprint in my eyes, in our eyes for, you know, hopefully mobility society going forward, that the bike becomes a key component for getting around, for having fun and just, you know, um, living everyday life, I guess. So it's definitely a manifestation of that. And, um, again, from working here and having the team here, it's, you know, you see it every single day, uh, in action, if you will. And it really it's, you know, it's inspirational to work here to see that. And it kind of keeps you driving us to go and what can the world look like hopefully in five, 10, 15, 20 years time, whatever, when, um, expands, but hopefully the blueprint spreads around the U S and across the world. I think, you know, during the pandemic for a moment, we saw what life by bike was like, and I was in central London during that moment, but rush hour didn't exist roads were closed people were cycling around town families were cycling at the weekend there was no you know danger in terms of cars it was an amazing place and we've definitely stepped back from that but you've got to think the future is more akin to uh, a life lived by a bike than not i guess because it serves you know societal it's amazing from a personal point of view societal issues environmental issues so hopefully yeah as I, to repeat myself it's a, definitely a manifestation of our purpose and uh It inspires us to want to keep pushing, I guess, and do
0: more. Manifestation of living life by bikes. I wrote that down because (laughs) I'm going to start using that. You're you're exactly right. I've never been to a place like this uh, where people are on their bikes everywhere. I have uh, family visits sometimes, and they're just amazed that people are getting out and riding their bikes. People are getting out and walking. Families are walking together and out and about. It is a very different culture here. It's amazing you see
1: the cargo bikes, the amount of cargo bikes and families is one thing that just seeing families riding bikes and just they're smiling, you're smiling. Everyone, the world's a happy place. So more of it, hopefully. Yeah, it,
0: exactly. I mean, I would not have thought that if you asked me a couple of years ago before I got here, uh, that I'd be doing a podcast and I'd have a podcast about cargo bikes. But <laughs> just last week, we dropped the podcast about cargo bikes. Nice. So uh, you're exactly right. Could you share more about Rafa's expansion into mountain bike apparel? and how that aligns with the brand's ethos.
1: Sure. Um, Well, I guess it's, you know, again, we started off as a road cycling brand. Mm -hmm. So if you're into cycling, you know, there's kind of tribes, if you will, in terms of road cycling, racing, mountain biking, gravel riding. And um, we started as a sort of road riding brand born out of Northern Europe, essentially, you know, inspired by the history of the sport in Europe, the Tour de France, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, if you were to, again, going back to our purpose, if we were to bring that to life and, inspire more people to live life by bike. There has to be different types of cycling. And I think technology within the cycling industry, uh, different terrains, the world is merging within riding now. So it felt like a natural progression once we'd moved from kind of road riding into racing, then into gravel, that mountain biking was a progression there. And, uh, again, using Bensonville as a sort of unique example, the rule of three is a concept born out of here. It feels like it definitely is. And that's something that, you know, is again, a, manifestation of the industry, riding a bike, the lines being blurred between off-road, on-road and everything in between. So, you know, mountain biking felt like a natural progression for us. Um, it's an incredible part of the sport, incredible element of the sport. Um, and yeah, if we're to do inspire more people, we wanted to take hopefully what Raf has brought to cycling and add it to mountain biking a little bit, but at the same time, respect and honor, hopefully what has been before in mountain biking because it's very much a unique culture. Uh, a unique community and we're respectful of that to uh, do things the right way, I guess. That's pretty neat. It's almost like you lifted my next question uh, right up to me here when you
0: mentioned rule of uh, three. Um, I didn't have a specific question in here about that, but um, will you talk about what it's like being here with the growing gravel landscape, with Austrails Network, with events like uh, Rule of Three, and as a person who really, really understands cycling, um, will you talk about that even more for a moment expand on that?
1: I mean, it's pretty amazing. I think you say I know a lot about cycling, hopefully I do, but like there are people around here that know a lot about cycling and are also very, very, very good at cycling. So um, I should do more of it. I need to get quicker. That's kind of on my to-do list. But as far as, you know, personally, the terrain you've got access to, again, having lived in London for 12 years, you kind of cycle out the city on a road bike, takes an hour to get to a tree or a hedge or a field, and mm-hmm. then you're into the countryside and you've got to wrestle with traffic. But you know, here the trails are two, three minutes from my door, the gravel roads are two or three minutes from my door. Um, the road riding's incredible. So from a personal point of view, that's kind of everything on your doorstep. It's a bit of a playground for, for cyclists. And then I think, you know, from a professional point of view, seeing that being in the environment, living in the environment, uh, we can test product, we can see what people are doing, see what groups the community are doing. Again, Ruler3 is a great example. That's nothing to do with Rafa, but we kind of sit back from afar and go, that's really, really interesting. And actually the future of riding, the lines are being blurred and the future of riding looks like Ruler3 in my eyes, or at least a part of the future. So it's a great place to be again, just for inspiration as professionals and as a brand that I can take that, the team can look at that, take part in that and then ultimately work with london feed into london where our headquarters is and Mm -hmm. there's this little thing happening in a part of northwest arkansas but could be you know it could be the sort of future and where the where the sport's going which is how you know trends and how things start right starts from somewhere i'm sure gravel riding came from the same sort of heritage yeah um you know mountain biking so it's kind of living in the in an insight center, if you will, there every day, there's something else going on that you're kind of going, that's interesting, that's interesting, that's interesting. And there's just so much opportunity here that you can see lots of different multifaceted, not just one element of writing.
0: Yeah, you know, not that long ago, maybe a couple of decades, I don't think you would have looked at Northwest Arkansas and said, that's where the trends are. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, that's uh, pretty amazing. But, you know, we were talking about before the show that we also get four moderate seasons here. It's almost like, we're, yes, we're telling you we have it all. <laughs> uh, that, you know, you have everything you could want from a cycling perspective. You have four moderate seasons, except for those times, like maybe this summer, that just like the rest of the country, when it got a little too hot. But um, it is pretty amazing to know that in many ways we really do have it all here. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Let's go further on this trail. You touched on it a little bit. What unique spokes have you observed not only in the cycling culture here, but in Bentonville's overall business environment, uh, including maybe how it differs from other places that you've been?
1: Sure. well, I was, I guess one of my personal worries that was kind of moving to a sleepy town, right, was my worries. And when you get here, you realize it's not a sleepy town. And I think I've been personally kind of all the way by the level of activity here from a commerce point of view, whether it's technology, whether it's a cycling industry, whether it's renewables, um, media, there's so much going on and you bump into people cycling, running, doing whatever you do. And there's, there's lots going on. And people have told me, you know, if someone moved from Los Angeles and said, there's more going on. From an investment point of view in Bentonville than there is in other cities around the world. So I think that's kind of been a hugely pleasant surprise to me that it's not just a, it's not a sleepy town. Um, in Northwest Arkansas, there's loads going on and it's very diverse, which has been amazing. And I also think this may be a US thing because I've never lived in the US uh, before, but people wanting to get involved in that, in recreation, in terms of riding or whether it's running or whether it's other things going on. Again, it feels, I don't, doesn't Maybe that is an American thing, but in the UK, you don't get that. So I've been, again, bowled away by the weekend, people getting involved with things, mm-hmm. organizing, runs, rides, events, art, fashion, culture. And you see people at the weekend and everyone's is a, definitely a buzz, um, which is unique for me as a British person anyway. Yeah, I think
0: it is a little bit of an American thing. And then here we get to pour a little fuel on it because in, in many places, if you want to go ride your bike, you have to get in your car and drive 45 minutes for an hour or more. Or if you want to go to an organized event, it again, it it takes some work. But here we're just set up in a way that you can, like you said, walk right out your door and in a minute or two, you're on a trail. Uh, and it it enables uh these things. Uh talk about how Rotha is integrating into the community. And maybe you can talk about the Bentonville Clubhouse and other things that that you're doing to. Sort of a slide into the culture of here and, and mix that together with Rafa's. Yep.
1: So I guess we first and foremost, I, I think community. It's a, brands and businesses use the word community and just kind of jump in. I think use it quite flippantly. Mm-hmm. And I think there is community already exists here, and there are communities where we have spaces around the, and the world. Community exists, so we try and move in and be complementary to that community and just try and help elevate, improve the communities. So we, you know, again with the clubhouse there was already groups of rides, people here that were doing things. And again, we just try and create hopefully a space for people to start and end their rides for people to hang out, uh, hopefully put some resource into it in terms of, you know, supporting the rides and those things, and just being, a almost a space, a canvas for the community to do what they want to do and to live and breathe, I guess. So, um, that's how we've been getting involved. And again, from a a business point of view, you know, the office, uh, been here a few years now, I've been here a year, but hopefully there's ambition to grow that and employ more people in, in the area, different types of skill set from, you know, finance, technology, design, marketing, et cetera, et cetera. So we're trying to, you know, add, add to the community um, and uh, yeah, just hopefully make it the best version of itself, I guess. Neat. Uh, well, I love having, you all know, right across the hall from us
0: uh, at, at the office. Uh, it's kind of neat to walk out when, you know, I do economic development. So when I'm talking with a bike brand, you know, different bike brands, uh, often some smaller companies. But, but uh, you know, when we walk out to the hallway, they look around. That's Rafa, I'm like, oh no, that's their North American headquarters <laughs> and, and it's really impressive to them. It's, it's impressive like to me too, but yeah. It's good
1: fun. It's a bit like a stop, yeah. you know, we cycle through the front door, we put our bikes yeah. in the office, we watch the racing, we work hard as well, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a cool space and that's part of the culture of Rafa is just, you know, it's a place of like-minded, passionate riders who, uh, work hard, play hard, everything in between. So yeah, it's yeah. fun.
0: Cool. We'll talk, let's talk a little bit more about your personal experience here and how Bentonville's
1: helping you live your uh, best life. It's been amazing. Just over a year now, uh, moving with my wife. We've had a child here uh, in February, so- Oh, wonderful. Um, he's born and bred in Bentonville. Uh, and no matter whether I stay here forever or not, he's it's gonna be a huge, yeah, it's gonna play a huge part in our life, I guess. Um, but personally, it's really, you know, it's allowed, I've had to be better in every part of my life moving. Uh, there's less people around us, so personally, um, be the best husband, be the best dad, be the best employee in terms of having to adapt and change and, you know, mold to a different culture, work with different people. So it's just allowed me to soften the edges, if you will, and just sharpen up in areas. So it's been a great learning experience personally. Um, and, you know, again, outside of work, meeting new people, different types of people, um, Different types of riding. It's just new experiences all the time. And it's, uh, yeah, part of the experience, I guess, of life of just trying new things. And it's been, uh, it's definitely been a good move.
0: Very cool. Well, I'm glad to hear you had a child in February. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Is it, is it your only child? Yes. Okay. So we have a three year old and then we have another one coming in uh, a few months. Nice. Congrats.
1: Thank you. For me, you. it was new job, new country, new child in a six month <laughs> period. And we were like, me and my wife sat there and were like, have we bitten off? More than we can chew. Right. Yeah. We life.
0: just we just did new city, <laughs> new place to live. Had a newborn at the time when we moved here. You've made a whole bigger jump, (laughs) a whole bigger jump than that. And and I just realized that uh, I'm not allowed to say publicly yet that that we have a baby on the way. But by the time (laughs) this uh, episode airs, I will be allowed to. (laughs) Thank goodness I didn't mention the sex of the child because that I am not allowed to say right now. (laughs) See, I'm just going to go home and get in trouble tonight. Um, Will you tell me a story? and let's make it a hashtag because Bentonville story. That's a moment or a full-fledged story where you look back at it and you think, you know, I think that could only happen in Bentonville or maybe it describes the essence of this place.
1: Sure. And this may not, again, this may be a US thing or not, but We would moved in what we moved in last October. So about a year from now, probably in two weeks time. And we'd been in a month, five weeks. Again, it was, you know, the nights were drawing in. It was a scary place in terms of everything's new to us. Thanksgiving was around the corner, I think two days away and everyone, you know, all locals are excited for Thanksgiving. You can see them spending time with their family. People are traveling and me and Ellie were kind of, you know, my wife were it's Thanksgiving on our own. It's not really something we celebrate in the UK. So yeah. let's just, you know, watch Netflix for two days, whatever it is. But a f- I guess a friend now, but as someone, an acquaintance who I bumped into through work and has now become a friend, invited me and Ellie for Thanksgiving. Um, and we went round at first. We were like, in the UK, I guess Christmas being an equivalent, I would never invite a stranger to my house for Thanksgiving, for Christmas. Um, Jared invited us round. We had a great time. We met his family. We met other people that were there who I've gone on to become hopefully good friends with and an incredibly generous, nice, heartwarming thing to do, which having lived in London for 12 years and lived in a block of flats, and I don't think I met my neighbors once, uh, to spend a month in Bensonville and be invited for Thanksgiving at such a, you know, a personal time, I guess, uh, was amazing. And I'm not sure, I don't know if you get that anywhere else, but it was incredible. And, uh, yeah, definitely a sort of highlight, I think.
0: Well, I've lived all over the country and I have not gotten that anywhere else except in Bentonville. So, uh, you know, I think it's a little bit of a thing around the U.S., but here it does seem to happen quite more often uh, than, uh, than other places. I keep hearing these same types of stories over and over. I just got here, didn't know what to do. My neighbor comes over. It, it really does happen here. and That's really neat and, and uh, heartwarming. It's amazing. Um, let's play a game of Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas favorites. Uh, Let's start
1: with what's your
0: favorite trail or place to ride in Bentonville?
1: Medusa is my favorite trail, uh, which is good. I'm still a novice mountain biker, so it's nice and flowy. There's a few technical bits for me. I've not hurt myself too much on it at the moment. So I think that's my favorite trail. And then Little Sugar, we ride along there from a gravel riding point of view quite regularly. And again, that's sometimes when I ride along there on on a Sunday afternoon on my own. The weather's amazing. I am like, I'm a million miles away from home, but it's, it's a cool place. <laughs> that's pretty neat. Uh, I, I love hearing somebody else say they haven't heard themselves
0: that much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of where I'm at, and I'm a pretty novice writer uh, as well. Um, what about other places in the region? Have you had a chance to get outside uh, Bittenville and check out some other places?
1: Not loads. we went to Hobbs which was yeah. good. We've walked on there a little bit and it's definitely on the list of four things to do. Again, with Ellie being pregnant when we moved here and then uh, a lot's going on, but I'm definitely going to explore um, further further afield in the next few weeks and months. But Hobbs has been fun. Um, so, yeah. Excellent. Uh, what are your favorite restaurants that you've hit so far? Pizza Ruby is probably my favorite, but that's Johnson. I don't know if that's yeah, cheating. I've but I've heard that one a lot. It's really good. So got to try it. Got any others? Yard Pizza as well in Rogers is mm-hmm. another, I'm a, Big piece fan as those two answers, yeah. uh, and Rail Yard is good vibe when the hogs are on so Saturday afternoon. It uh, yep. feels very American, which I love. So uh, yeah, they're my two favorites. I think at the moment,
0: awesome. And um, the
1: fish market actually was blue. Oh, starting oh, going yeah. there a bit, which again
0: is good. Excellent. You can just go at lunch any time now, right? Absolutely. That's a sh- short walk. Um, that's, you mentioned uh, football, so have you been enjoying American uh,
1: enjoying American football then and trying Figure to? Out. Uh, Razorbacks and all that good jazz? I still don't know the rules, really. But I guess with the time difference is I can watch soccer in the morning and then football in the afternoon and evening, which my wife's not delighted about because you can basically watch sport <laughs> in the US 24 hours a day, which is good. But I'm learning yeah. the rules slowly with American football because it's uh, it's definitely a thing. College football blows my mind with uh, the crowds and the event. It's just, again, we just don't have that scale, uh, I guess, amateur level um, in the UK. So yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, how excited are you that we're getting USL soccer? It's amazing. Yeah, a few years ago, I could have tried out for them maybe, but uh, I think those days have gone for me. But uh, yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> um, what are some of your favorite
0: places to uh, relax and just watch people or hang out?
1: Ice cream on the square, I think, is a is thing. Uh, we, uh, we just sit there and uh, yeah, it's nice watching the world go by. The ice cream's great. Um, so yeah, we definitely spend our time there.
0: Cool. That is definitely one of our uh, favorites as well. Um, as And I love taking like when extended family comes to visit, taking them all to Spark uh, Cafe to to buy ice cream, to get ice cream. And my brother-in-laws will just insist, no, no, I got it. Like, no, no, I've got it. <laughs> and the first time that happened, they're like, really? 10 bucks? <laughs> it's always a race that was Yeah, it? exactly. Um, you know, as we get ready to drop into the final segment of the show. Uh, I've got a couple of quick questions for you first. And the first one is, if somebody wants to learn more about Rafa or connect
1: and collaborate with you, how do they do that? Just drop me an email. Um, So my email is tom.mcmullen at rafa.cc. And love to chat. Excellent.
0: Um, Looking ahead, what are some of the exciting prospects for, uh, for, for Rafa? Um, in terms of uh, new markets, innovative designs, initiatives that you have come in up that move the chains. Notice I'm dropping a
1: cycling pun in here yeah, every, yeah, like every now and then. I like those. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, more inspiration for us, inspiring more people in different ways to ride their bikes and different types of bikes, I think is is the future. And, you know. The industry coming out of COVID had incredible highs and is having some, you know, pretty big lows across the industry, but we are dusting ourselves off. We are, you know, there's exciting times ahead. We're sharpening up. So hopefully lots to come from us. Um, and, um, yeah, building on the foundations we've got, hopefully, uh, just to keep moving forward. And again, I, you know, talked about the world during code from a writing point of view, but it feels no matter the bumpiness at the moment that. The world live life by bike is it's not going anywhere and it's only going to get more and more important hopefully and so you know hopefully put that's our business in a good stead but also um again more communities around the world can take to the bike and it's an amazing tool it's an amazing piece of you know thing to have fun on so more of the same hopefully
0: yeah exactly and, and i've heard that the industry's going through a little bit of a bumpy time it's really hard to see that here locally, <laughs> which is really exciting, um, you know, as we roll into the uh, final stretch of this ride, um, these last few questions, some are meant to be fun and kind of silly, but are the kind of questions to help us get more into your personality and learn how you think. And then there's a couple advice of advice questions too. So I'll start with the the latter, with the advice questions. Um, what advice would you offer to other cycling industry leaders who are looking to pedal their way into Bentonville northwest Arkansas.
1: I'd just say come and visit and, you know, um come and check it out. It's kind of you gotta see it to believe it, I guess. And in terms of the trends I've spoken about, it feels like stuff is genuinely happening here. Um new things are happening here. So um I think it's a great space to be. And I think the industry, the cycling industry at its worst can be just fractions of everyone's trying to do the same, but everyone's trying to do it separately or in their own way. And I we do do wonder whether, you know More businesses, more brands, more entities coming together for a common cause, uh, would be good for us all, I think. And also, again, good for, good for branding as a whole. And, you know, there's probably no better place to bring the, uh, key partners, key players together than, than Bentonville. So, um, how can we work more together and, you know, come and check it out, I guess. That's sage advice.
0: Um, what's the, uh, what's the most impactful thing or most meaningful thing that maybe somebody who isn't involved in the cycling industry, but, is interested in getting involved, uh, especially, you know, a young person graduating from school or something, what, what
1: should they be doing? I think, again, come and visit. I think, you know, this part of the world can have a reputation, right? Globally. And actually, when you come here, this is a more progressive part of the world than I've seen from supposedly progressive parts of the world. Right. So I think it's, you know, Big cities in the world. There was so much happening here and there is forward thinking and innovation and people are doing things to drive change versus just sat back. And I think that's, again, it's amazing to see. I went back to the UK for the first time and you can see what's happening in Bentonville, how that could be taken to London or parts of London to improve London, how you could take that to my hometown in Lancaster. So I think there's just loads of innovation happening. And I think at times you can sit back and think this is a, a sleepy part of the world and actually it's more progressive than a lot of the places I've been to around the world. So I think just come and check it out and have open eyes. And uh, I think it will definitely uh, surprise you because I've never met anyone that comes here and isn't surprised. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Look, I've been here, um, I guess, closing in on three years now and I'm surprised every day still. Uh, it's like, there's a, a neat surprise at every corner. Yep. Uh, and you're right. It's a much more progressive place than, than most places. Yep. Certainly not expected, I, I believe. Um, okay, here's those final lighthearted questions that I promised. Uh, they might require a little thinking, um, but uh, the first one is, when you're having an especially challenging
1: day at work, what's your spirit animal that helps you push through? I think a dog probably, which is a bad answer, probably a lazy answer. I'm sure everyone says dogs, but a good they're one. kind of just chilled, aren't they? They smile all the time, they wag their tail, they're happy to see you, they get to run around. So I think probably a dog. That's
0: a, that's a good way to live. Um, What's your guilty snack after a
1: long day of writing? Uh, Chips Ahoy, I've become absolutely obsessed with in the U.S. I think (laughs) it's probably my favorite thing in the U.S. is Chips Ahoy. So that's an obsession that I'm having to curve because it's not good for your long-term health. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. Uh,
0: That takes me back to being nine years old. (laughs) I I, I love things that sort of take you back. Well, you're discovering it for the first time, but but I love these things that kind of take you back to a, a younger time or make you feel younger. And I go to the and office and yeah. people,
1: I'm like, I've discovered this. And they people, everyone's rolling their eyes like, yeah, we knew that when we were sick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, my, my wife's Persian. And so I still get some of that with hers. Yeah. Uh, well, it's really fun. Uh, if your bikes could talk, what would they say about you? Would they
1: say, Tom's a smooth rider? or Would they say something else? They tell me to go faster. I do need to go a lot faster. And they would probably say, I'm not a smooth rider. I say, I love riding a bike. I've not done it enough in the last few months, but I'm going to come back in 2024. I think is coming for me. Um, but they would definitely at the moment tell me to go faster because people are fast around here and yeah, you get left. That, that sounds familiar. It sounds like
0: something <laughs> my bike would say. Um, so far, I only have one, but getting this itch for the next one. We'll you see what happens. need more than, more than one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, last question. What's something I should have asked you but did not ask? What's my favorite Chips Ahoy? What's your favorite Chips Ahoy? Chunky. Chunky. Very nice. Good. good. Any other questions? All right. That was easy. Well, Tom, thanks for uh, spending time with me and with the Bentonville Beacon audience. It's a real pleasure to finally have you uh, on the show. I can't wait to share it uh, with the audience. Um, Thank you uh, to you and Rafa for what you do and for being... For y'all being really a pioneer in, in leading the way to Bentonville to help sort of spark this uh, cycling industry huddling here. Cool. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks to um, our Bentonville Beacon audience. Uh, you know, without you, there really wouldn't be a reason to uh, have this show. Uh, and so by sharing the Bentonville Beacon uh, with your colleagues and friends, I just want you to know that you have created a true serious momentum for the show, and I'm deeply grateful for that support and for your interactions on social media and in person. And with that said, will you take a moment and share the show, share Tom's and, R- and Rafa's story with your colleagues and friend friends around the world. And as always, keep coming back to learn more about the entrepreneurs, business executives, and community leaders who are sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville area and Northwest Arkansas, this place where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. For all of our shows, check them out at bentonvillebeacon.com or of course on your favorite podcast player where you are going to hit that subscribe button. Thanks. And we'll see you next time.